100%. So, and again, most of the things we've talked about, um, the clients don't need to even have a builder uh, to yeah. actually tell them about it. They can, after watching that podcast, they can actually look at their blog and see, all right, yeah. which boxes do I tick? Yeah. And then you go to your builder and you ask those questions and you ask them to price it up for you. That's it. Welcome back to the number one home building podcast in Australia. This week, we are talking about the unexpected costs that you can occur when building a home. Um, I think we should always kick it off with introducing ourselves. Did you want to kick us off? Chris Baptista, director of Homes by CMA, one of now the biggest builders in uh, Queensland, That's having good. built over a thousand homes. That's it. Look how proud he is. Saying oh, that, yeah, hey? so it's proud. so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm Jaden. I am the marketing manager uh, for Homes by CMA. So let's just jump straight into it. Um, let's cut straight to the chase. Obviously, there we've got about seven topics we want to try and cover today um, or unexpected costs. But did you want to kick us off with the first one, which is we've covered this topic before. The biggest one. Which yeah, is, yeah. But it's also, yeah, mm-hmm. the biggest one, exactly. So site mm-hmm. costs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's pretty easy, I guess. Uh, site cost is what can cost a lot of money. Mm. And the easiest example I can take is, for example, you could be building two houses that are exactly the same, have the same floor plan, the same inclusions mm-hmm. on two different blocks, and you could have a price difference of fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. When um, that's exactly yeah. right. So, you know, if you've talked to a builder and the price of the house of your dreams is $300,000, you could end up paying $400,000 if you don't pick the right block. That's it. On uh, that, you could even build right next to that same block oh, and it definitely. can be completely different and you're still paying that. Like, definitely. Yeah. And I guess uh, people are going to think, what's the reasoning behind it? And mm. I guess uh, mostly in terms of side costs, it's really got to do with the slope of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much anything to do with more than a meter slope is going to start to add a lot of cost. Yeah, yeah. And again, we've covered that before. Um, For sure. So feel free to watch the previous uh, podcast. Uh, going with the slope, you also have peering cost, yeah. which the more slope you have, the more cut and fill you have, therefore the more peering you will have. Mm. The more slope you have, again, the more retaining wall is going to be required. Uh, So it's all related to the same thing. And then on top of that, you also got your soil test. And Um, these things are all on top of your actual build price of your house mm -hmm. that you have to fork out money for, so. That's exactly right. And it's things that a lot of people really don't know until they get a builder and they get a soil test. That's it. Uh, and a lot of people buy a block and, and they realize, you know, this is a great block, but until a builder starts looking into it and tells them the truth. Yeah. And sometimes it's not that great of a block. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it looks flat to the eye. Yeah, it's well, necessarily it the case. And you know, that's the thing. It could look flat. Yeah. But the problem is you could still have three meters of fill. Exactly. So you need to peer the whole slab. Exactly. You could have a sewer that's running through the middle of the block. <laughs> How many times have we seen that? There's a sewer running through the middle of the block. Yeah. And um, so you not know you have to peer that, you have to build over a sewer, you have to mm. breach the footings and you, you are talking thousands and thousands. So it's yeah. A, it's a fun time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that's it. The, the biggest advice, I guess, from that side cost thing is always um, try, if possible, to have a chat with a builder before you secure the land. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so you know exactly where you stand after no. that. And with a good bill, obviously, not a bill that's going to try to, you know, to trick you into, yeah. into getting that block and then charge you with all the extras. So, that's it, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
Um, so another really important thing that we commonly do is we try and be obviously as upfront and as transparent as possible. And we tell people to often include as much as they can mm. in their, you know, their contracts and inclusions and everything mm. like that. So then it limits the post, uh, like the post variations that happen after contract, mm. um, which brings us on to our next topic about variations. Mm. Um, did you, did you want to honestly touch on some of the crazy variations that we've heard of? Like, Yeah. I mean, the number two is variations mm. and, um, we hear it all the time, you know, my bill is gonna charge me either $1,000 for a variation fee or to some extent they charge per uh, sort of item, item yeah. and it could be four or $500 per item. So you might have a downlight, $500. You might have then this $500 and it goes on really, really quick. Um, very crazy. specific to the builder. And again, always ask that question. Mm. You meet the builder, they give you a price, ask, you know, if I do want to make a change after the contract is signed, yeah. how much is it going to cost me? Yeah. And again, if the bill is transparent, they will tell you, mm -hmm. and then it's up to you to decide whether you want to proceed or you don't want to proceed. And if you proceed, obviously the advice we have is to obviously uh, make sure you have everything uh, covered before you sign, sign that contract. contract. Because it. once the contract is signed, if you want to add something, you will have to pay for it. That's it. Yeah. So. Obviously then it's really important to get all your inclusions included then upfront. Um, but a lot of people realize an advantage of a home builder is you don't necessarily have to pick from a builder's premium range. You mm -hmm. can pick from loads of upgrades and mm -hmm. add loads of extra inclusions mm -hmm. like downlights and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to touch on some of the upgrades which will bring us to our third? Yeah, well that's it. And that's that's already to the same. And that's also yeah. a uh, sort of, a really, it can be a really bad unexpected cost mm. because a lot of people are going to go through a project builder uh, they're gonna sign a contract and they think everything is going good until they get to color selection yeah. and they realize they've added $100,000 in upgrade. We hear this all, all the, the time. The time. Yeah. Then they cancel the uh, sort of contract yeah. and they move to another builder. We literally had a client last week who got charged something ridiculous for SmartWay. It was like $1,000 for SmartWay. It was more than $1,000 for just a few SmartWay. Uh, for those that don't know, SmartWay is just a, a a floor waste with just a tile insert. Yeah. Uh, we charge, I don't know, 75 or 79 yeah. per uh, SmartWay. Yeah. They were charged more than $1,000. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. And again, the problem is once you sign that dotted line, you just can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So you're stuck because you either have the upgrade and you, you pay for it, mm. or you don't have the upgrade and you're gonna regret it because exactly. you really wanted that upgrade, but you didn't know how much it was gonna cost. <laughs> That's it, you, so, yeah. you can't win. <laughs> you can't win. So we've heard, I mean, SmartWays, that was a prime example. How many times have I heard downlines <laughs> that are like $250 yeah, each? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And uh, you know, I understand it. We all have to make uh, some money, um, and we, you know, builders run a business. Yeah. But I really believe there's a limit. Like, past a certain point, is too much. And exactly. um, so again, the advice is uh, from a client's point of view: before you sign your contract, always try to do your color section and always try to have all your upgrades in there. Yeah, and make sure you know the pricing of it too. Like make sure if they're being shady about the pricing, there's obviously something wrong mm -hmm. here that's not quite right. Mm -hmm. And um, you got to look into like, uh, hang on, why are they hiding this from me? Oh, for sure. Usually when someone hides something, and that's why I personally hate it. Yeah. When I go somewhere and there's no price, and when you ask for a price, it's like, oh, let me take your details and we'll get back to you. I'm like, yeah. I just want to know the price. How hard is it? Yeah, it can't yeah. be that hard. Yeah, like, yeah. And if you don't want to tell me the price, it's got to be too expensive. That's so I'm going to walk away anyway. All he wanted was a Big Mac. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Cool. So there's lots of other contributing factors that mm. you have to take into account when you're obviously buying your block of land. Mm. Um, we've even uh, another thing that people don't often take into account is if you're building close to the coast or the beach mm. or something mm. like that, um, you've obviously got that uh, that coastal deposition that you need to take mm. into mm. account. Mm. Um, did you want to touch on a little bit what that is? Why? Yeah, it that's can... it. So I, I guess if we go back a little bit, we've talked about side cost mm. and I can add literally 50, 60, $70,000 to your house. Or so you can add nothing, you know, it could just be a flat block yeah, with no peering, yeah. nice and easy. Lucky. So again, <laughs> don't want to scare people into it, but that's just, we we are talking worst case scenario yeah. and we're talking what could happen. That's if it. If you don't do your research yeah. and and you, don't, and you don't budget well. That's it, we're just being drama queens. Really. <laughs> no, well, I guess no, it's, it's it good to be transparent because a yeah. lot of people gets, get into that and then they just get stuck and... And, and, and it's just not nice. Yeah, and, yeah. and I fear for those people that then come come uh, to us where you know, they've got a shit block. Yeah. Not necessarily a shit block in terms of position, but a shit block in terms of all the extra costs that yeah. they're gonna yeah. have to spend to actually build a house on that block. Yeah, you do feel for them, eh? Like, and then, so yeah. we talked about cycles, the variations and the mm. upgrades. And then some of those blocks have some more on top of this. <laughs> yeah. And for example, the coastal uh, deposition. Yeah. So if you live within one kilometers of the coastline, mm -hmm. um, you're gonna have extra cost in terms of uh, corrosion uh, protection for your house. So in terms of roofing, in terms of you know brick ties, uh, all the materials that are on the outside of your house will need to be uh, corrosion resistant. That's it. And uh, obviously that's due to the, obviously the salt and stuff in the air and all the other exactly minerals right. and that. If you yeah. don't do it, uh, even though a collarbone roof as a standard is absolutely amazing, mm it's not meant to have that soil deposition going into your roof. That's it. And, and after a few years, most we'll likely it will start to rust. Yeah. It's gonna be really hard to see and it will take a while, mm -hmm. uh, but that's why Colorbond has a specific roof product, uh, which is the Ultra Range. Yeah. And this is made to be uh, next to salt water, I guess. That's it. Uh, so again, make sure that, you know, if you are going to be, and we live in Queensland, I guess, we might have uh, people that obviously building in Melbourne and, and all that stuff. But mm. if you're living closer than 1K, from uh, surf or coastline, yeah. watch out yeah. because most likely that cost will be incurred. And um, to give people a quick idea, I guess in terms of cost, if we base it say on a 220 square meter home, which is yeah, about like the average size yeah. of a house, yeah. uh, you, you'll be looking around 5K. Cool. Uh, so it does add up quite quick. Mm. Uh, and again, it is uh, something that uh, mostly, most clients that we see that are building, for example, in Newport, they don't know about it. Yeah. Um, so it is an, a sort of unexpected cost that they haven't uh, sort of allowed for. Yeah. yeah. So I think it leads us perfectly into the next topic, which mm -hmm. is obviously also your wind ratings you have to mm -hmm. take into mm -hmm. account. Wind rating is another one. And um, cost-wise, it's not that bad mm. unless you go into cyclonic area. Yeah. Uh, so a non-cyclonic area, it goes from N1 to N6. Mm -hmm. um, ideally, you really got to start wearing above N4 yeah. um, and and cyclonic areas is a whole different ball game in terms of price um, and in terms of, you know, how a house has to get built. That's it. Um, but yes, I guess, you know, as a standard, most yeah. builders will allow N2 yeah. as a wind rating. Yeah. Um, and again, just think about it, you know, 
have a look at your block and where you want to build and what are the surroundings. That's it, yeah. How high is your block? Are is you there houses that are shielding uh, where your house is going to get built? Mm. Or are you on top of a hill and mm. there's nothing around? That's it. Are uh, you on the water? Like, you know, are you on the water breeze? and you will get all that wind and there's nothing to block that wind? That's it. Uh, so basically your house will have to get built stronger to mm. uh, resist the wind loads. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you are talking N3, N4, uh, again, based on a 200, 20 square meter home, you will add maybe two, three thousand dollars. So yeah. I guess it's no, no deal breaker, mm -hmm. but side cost plus this plus this it adds plus up this, real quick. It always adds up. Yeah. So you, you know, just think about it. Think about where your block is and have a look. All right, how and most 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 of the clients can actually do this themselves. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, they can then go to their sales consultant. You know, my house doesn't have any shielding. It's quite high on a hill. That's it. Uh, I'm expected, I've listened to you to see yeah, my podcast. That's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they've told me to ask you to price up N3, they're, possibly they're, N4. They're, they're thinking like, there's motherfuckers <laughs> right now. <laughs> they shit them again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just 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 yeah, ask them, you know, uh, what would be the cost to, to upgrade to N4? Oh, oh, sorry, N3 cool. is what I meant to say. Perfect. So um, another thing to take into account, um, obviously these days we're building um, a lot in these newer states that are often either on acreage or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, you got to take into account like your bushfire and your bell and all those mm -hmm. sorts of things, um, which again can begin to add up a little bit. So For yeah. sure. So bushfire um, and obviously Australia is, um, I, I, I guess, renowned for it. We had some really, really bad bushfires. So That's it right. is not something you want to compromise. Um, we we're talking we, about this the other day, hey, like how whatever we get in Australia seems oh, to be like the worst of it. Hey, like when bushfires yeah. come, bushfires come, when floods come, we flood. Like. Exactly, yeah, we get extremes like, like all, yeah, it's bad, it's yeah. bad. Uh, a bushfire and you <laughs> definitely don't want to compromise. Um, you know, some clients like, do I really need to have Bal 19 bushfire? Just think about it. Like, yeah. is this something you really want to risk? Mm. Um, Plus bro, you're across the road from the bush. Like, exactly. you to risk it? <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, the bushfire ratings um, are rated from say in in what's called BAL, B A L, yeah. and it starts at by low, which is pretty much no uh, so bushfire uh, so requirement, mm -hmm. and it goes to BAL twelve point five, BAL nineteen, BAL twenty nine, and yeah. BAL F Z. So what's sort of like the the prerequisites for those? So the closer you are to bush, yeah. the worse it, it gets, I guess. Yeah. So again, easy for a client to have a quick look. Yeah. Uh, you bought an acreage block. You are surrounded by a massive uh, forest. Um, <laughs> your brain should start uh, thinking, shit, I'm gonna get hit with bushfire. Yeah. You can't avoid it. Yeah. There's no way to avoid it unless you get rid of all those trees. Mm. Um, and then it's a matter of how bad is the bushfire. Mm. In most of the new land estates, uh, the developer would have a bushfire report. Yeah. And so when you buy your block, ask your developer uh, for a copy of that report, which they would have to, uh, supply, to, to yeah. give you. Yeah. It would show your lot number and it would show what the bushfire uh, sub-level is. Then you go to your builder and you say, you know, can you call the house based on BAL 29? So ideally, I guess in terms of costings, um, and again, how you gotta think is the closer you are and the worse the rating is, mm. the more protection the house will need to have. So yeah. we are talking glass, mm -hmm. uh, glass thicknesses. Yeah. Uh, we're talking uh, roof, you you will need uh, sort of anti-com blanket. Yeah. We are talking wall insulation. Um, you need to upgrade a lot of things. And that's basically just to cope with, um, in case there's there's a bushfire there. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry too much if it's BAL 12.5, it's not too expensive. It mm -hmm. starts to get expensive at BAL 29, uh, sorry, BAL 19 mm -hmm. and BAL 29. 
So if we use that that same principle of the mm. 220 square meter house, mm. what are we roughly looking at? To so roughly for about 29, you'd be looking at roughly 5K. Yeah. So okay. again, you know, it's no massive amount, but mm. keeping in mind all the other uh, possible options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that you gotta really watch for is BAL FZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your rating comes out as a BAL FZ, you really gotta watch for it because it takes a lot of work. You need to have shutters in your house and, and the oh, cost yeah. is, is dramatic. Wow. Uh, and it's pretty much, I can't even give a price because it's based on a house specific thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for example, if your house is really surrounded by bush or if your block of land is really surrounded by pretty much just bush, mm you will most likely have BAL FZ and- uh, Have you ever built any of them? Yeah, 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 oh, we wow. have, wow. we have. And um, when you build to a bushfire, um, I guess a report, the mm. whole house doesn't have to have the, uh, the one rating. Mm. It's based on distance from bush. So yep. uh, for example, we've built one where the left of the house was BAL 29 and the right of the house was BAL FZ. Yeah. So left of the house, they need to have uh, shutters on a window. Yeah. The right of the house, they need to have shutters on a window. So yeah, um, yeah it's very uh, specific. And the best thing, if you don't have a report, the best thing is to get one, mm-hmm. uh, get a sort of expert to give you a report as to what exactly is the bushfire rating for your house. Cool. The other thing that we find, um, especially building in the city and things mm-hmm. like that a lot is obviously the cat uh, rating and like the acoustics. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, being in the city, you often have like the loud noise, the traffic, or if you're near a highway or something mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to touch on those sorts of things that you also need to take into account? Yeah, so again, it's one of those things that people don't think about, yeah. but whether you are next to a train station, yeah. whether yeah. you're next to a high traffic road, um, and that brings another point, which I'm not going to touch on too much, <laughs> but if you are building in a really busy road, you will most likely need uh, traffic control. Yes. That's another thing, uh, bonus points out of the uh, top seven. <laughs> yeah, <thing>. yeah. <laughs> uh, but traffic control can add up very, very quick also depending on how busy the street is and For how much sure. parking is, how narrow it is and all those things. So always keep that in mind. Mm. If uh, the block where you live is right in front of a busy road, keep keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, but returning to the CAT, um, it's it's called CAT. I, I, I guess it's acoustic uh, rating, but it's broken down into CAT. Uh, so CAT 1, CAT 2, CAT 3, there's nothing to do with a CAT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> so CAT 1, CAT 2, CAT 3, and CAT 4. Yeah, yeah. people are gonna be like, why not dog? What's wrong? Why not, do- why yeah, not dog? One, two, three, four. Sure. <laughs> so it's category one, I think they're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. CAT. Um, <laughs> but uh, it can add up very quick again, particularly if you are next to a train station, yeah. if you are next to a highway, mm. uh, most of the, the uh, developers would have acoustic fencing, mm-hmm. but even then sometimes you still need to have a sort of acoustic uh, rating. And particularly if you have a two-story house, yeah. as you can imagine, the acoustic fence will only go so high, but the second story will get really badly affected. For sure, yeah. Some people think, well, I'm not living to, uh, next to a highway, I'm not living next to anything like that. Have you thought about what's on top of you? Airplanes, Aer- airports. Yeah, so it point. might not be right next to you, but you might have airplanes going all of, all on top. And again, mm. you will have to comply with acoustic uh, sort of ratings. So yeah. um, again, CAT 1, CAT 2, not necessarily too bad, but if you're going into CAT 3, mm. uh, if I remember well for 220 square meter home, it might be around 10,000 plus. Yeah. So this adds up again very quick. Yeah. Reason behind it, we are making your house as soundproof as we can. So obviously you can actually live in it mm. and you can sleep in it without having to hear that noise all, all the, time. Uh, uh, yeah. the time. So so anything from acoustic seals into the windows and doors, uh, thicker glass, yeah. and that's why, that's why the cost, I guess, from CAT 2 to CAT 3 
and and cut four is again a whole different ball game. Yeah. But you might have to upgrade to double glazing. Yeah. Double glazing yeah. is extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have to compromise on the windows you want. Yeah. You know, you might want really big windows with really large opening and for might not work with the acoustic rating for your house. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it, it really is something to just to watch out and particularly if you know you are next to something that, that that's really, really busy. 100%. So, and again, most of the things we've talked about, um, the clients don't need to even have a builder uh, to yeah. actually tell them about it. They can, after watching that podcast, they can actually look at their blog and see, all right, yeah. which boxes do I tick? Yeah. And then you go to your builder and you ask those questions and you ask them to price it up for you. That's it. Yeah. If you're sitting on your block, your hair's blowing like a gale and you can't even hear the other person talking that you're with, you're probably gonna <laughs> exactly. need some stuff done. Exactly. <laughs> um, I feel like we've covered a really good uh, seven topics there that mm. people will get an idea then and they'll probably go back to their own blocks and have a look. Mm. Is there anything else you can think of that we wanna include before we get out of this short and sweet podcast? No, I guess I would have, but the only thing that I remember was just the mm. traffic control. Yeah, um, yeah. If you are uh, building in a busy street, uh, yeah. you will need traffic uh, control mm. and uh, it can add up to a few thousand. Uh, so it is the only thing I can think of. There's so many other things. Um, mm. Again, we're gonna try to keep the podcast a little bit short. We're not gonna go too far because I know I can go quite deep in there. <laughs> um, but like- That you doesn't know, seem like you at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can get uh, minimum flood height requirements where, yeah. um, uh, you know, again, we're talking about Feel floods like and we're talking about everything. Uh, council usually has a minimum finished floor level that you need to stick with. Yeah. Um, so it is information that you normally can get at uh, council. So yeah. if you have a block and um, and you're not sure, just ask. Most mm. of the uh, council website would have this information. Yeah. Um, Do you actually have any more information? I feel like obviously we've just had all the floods mm. and everything in mm. Brisbane at the moment. Um, and people would probably want to know more about like the low lying areas and stuff. Yeah, no, I, I guess basically it's very much dependent on the area mm. and what's flooding it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, council has been quite smart um, and they've got, you know, I guess the maximum height. Mm -hmm. Then you add a 300 mil uh, sort of board on top of that and that's yeah. your finished floor height. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we've built a lot of houses, for example, in Sandgate, um, yeah, yeah. Scarborough, where um, the house, the slab is actually say one, one point two meter above ground. Yeah, wow. And that's so that if it does flood, um, your house will be okay. Yeah. And uh, it is definitely not something you want to compromise and you can't even compromise it because you will not get a building approval. Yes. And same thing for all the things we've discussed today. Um, you might think, I don't really care if it's noisy inside of my house, I'm just going to skip on it. You won't be able to get a building approval because the certifier will check on it and you have to comply with the BCA, the NCC That's and right. the Australian uh, standards That's and right. a certifier will not allow you to build in a bushfire uh, sub area if you don't want to have uh, a bushfire requirement. It's That's not it. going to work. So even if you don't want it, you're going to have to have it. That's it, yeah. 100%, 100%. Mm. Awesome, well, I think that was a really uh, good summary of all of those and uh, we'll obviously get out of your hair and we'll see you next week with yeah. a brand new podcast episode. Thanks hope, so much. We hope it helped. Mm. Uh, and yeah, again, just get on your block and have a quick look. That's it. Have a quick look, just, just do a bit of work yourself. Don't rely on a builder mm. and just do a bit of work yourself. And once you've done your list, again, you know, write whatever we said on that uh, podcast, go to mm. your block and when you go and see a builder, you're gonna look like uh, you probably know more than them about home building. Yeah, that's so, yeah. it, yeah. that's it. Awesome, all right, no we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.